I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in LA. Uh, each week we call it one another and we just catch up. <laughs> that is the worst show I've ever made. Sit on this crucifix <laughs> and you're like, oh my gosh, this. Stop, stop, stop. For you. stop. Ow! Uh, that, yeah, I, I went there, Mike. I went there, motherfucker. Hey, Joey. Hi, Mike. Hey, Joey. Hi, Mike. Hi, Mike. No one would ever go to this what? many sex-sounding gay bars. Down the spiral staircase? With a <laughs> dancing monkey? Seriously. <laughs> Did you buy dog Viagra? Joey, it was nice catching up with you. Go, go to hell, Mike. Hello, Joey. Hello, Mike Lawson. Hello. Hello, Mike Lawson. Hello. And hello to everybody listening. My name's Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in LA. We've been friends for over a decade, and each week we call one another and we catch up. Yes, we do, Mike Lawson. Yes, we do. That is what we do every single week without fail. And sometimes, sometimes we play uh, the intro music over this opening. You know, just maybe we'll do it this week. Up. You never know with us. <laughs> we just want to see like who's listening and wants to email in and correct us. That was my fault. I just edited it together without listening to it. And now, I, we have a mutual friend who texted us, but uh, was there anybody else who, who contacted you? Nope. I don't think anybody <laughs> listens to this show. That's not true. I have a, let, Let's do That's a test. That's far from true. That's let's far from te- true. Let's do a test, okay? Okay. Let's do a test. This is going to be a test of um, our, our true fans. You and I recorded an entire episode that exists. It's ready to be put out there. We didn't oh, put yeah. it out there because it was boring. Right, we, we thought but I talk boring. about meeting Steve's sister for the first time. That's right. Like, there's t- good stories in there. There are really good stories in there. Yeah, my thing was Don't it was kind of boring. It. Well, yeah, you know what? You're right. We shouldn't shit on it. It wasn't bad. I was the one who's weaker, and I felt it was weak because I told stories about other people. But those stories are good, and they lead yeah, to there, interesting it wasn't discussions. Wasn't a bad episode. Yeah. So here's the true test. It's in the it's in our Dropbox or whatever. If you mm-hmm. want the show. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com and I'll send the link. But I think that experiment is only telling us the people who listen that want that MP3. What if there's people that don't want to go that far out of the way? Well, we'll know who the true fans are. Well, how have you been? I hear your voice is a little raspy. Yeah, I'm trying to. I, I want to sound like. I want to get that like cool chick vocal fry going on. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, I caught a little bit of a bug last week. And then I had to uh, teach, like, to groups of people all weekend. Mm-hmm. All weekend, Saturday and Sunday. Sunday I was training teachers as part of that project. Um, and then Saturday I was uh, – uh, this actually leads to my story. You know, uh, remember Kevin, a friend of the show, Kevin, who I've been teaching a free SAT class for his oh, uh, students? Yeah. Yes. So uh, I continued that. We did the last day. It was on Saturday. Okay. And these kids are so awesome. I like them. They're nice kids. They're super smart kids. And I really like that they're like Latinos, an African American, all Latinos, one African American girl, and an Asian girl, all going into science. They all mm-hmm. want to be science people, which I think is great. Okay. Not enough women in science and not enough minorities in science. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm going to sound like I'm tooting my own horn, but I'm going for something here. Okay. So. Not only did I need to give a test run of this material, but I wanted to, if I was going to do it, I didn't, I, I could have easily done it with rich kids, you know, just send out an email blast. Any rich kids want a free SAT class and they would have done it. But I was glad to do it for kids who otherwise probably wouldn't take an SAT prep class. Okay. So I donated my time. Mm-hmm. And, um. Kind of though, right? Like you are, you're getting paid for this whole project, so you're. Yeah, I'm getting paid for you the project, but I that, build I, the test run into how much money you made for the project and True, but you know what's funny is uh I didn't need to do it for the project. Mm-hmm. You know, that 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 wasn't part of my contract. That was something I okay. wanted to do. Two, also just the way it worked out with timing. Honestly, I love doing this, but apart from class number 1 because it was in the middle of writing the project, the other two classes were after the project was done. So they okay. they didn't really contribute at all. But so I wanted to donate my time, you know, and I wanted to help these kids. And 
and I like these kids, right? So I'm teaching on Saturday. And by the way, I'm sick. Like, I have no voice. So not only, and let, you know, I was telling the kids and not to rub it. I was just saying it. I was like, you guys are bad luck. Cause the very first day there were three classes. I really hurt my back the day before. And I was like, like hunched over the first class. Second mm-hmm. class. Remember my car broke down and yeah. I took a lift to class. Then this class, I, I had zero voice on Saturday. And then I was like, Okay, kids. I was like struggling to talk, right? Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, to my right, front row, these kids are laughing. Oh my god, laughing hysterically. There's something's hilarious. So I, you know, I want to be. I love a good joke, right? Mm-hmm. So I go, uh, listen, uh, what's so funny? And then one of the kids, he covers his book. And I was like, oh, shit. They drew a picture of me. I could tell they drew a picture of me, right? Mm-hmm. But I pretended to play it off, right? I pretended to play it off. I was like, oh, ha, 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 ha. Okay, come on, come on, come on. But then I see out of the corner of my eye, Mike Lawson, it is the grossest, fattest, most offensive drawing of me. But I know there's more to the picture. All I can glance out of my eye is like a fat, gross drawing of me. Okay. okay? So I'm just like... Fuck these kids, you know? Well, not these kids. Fuck these two particular kids. kids. Fuck, fuck all kids. Two. Fuck all these kids. <laughs> no, no, fuck these two kids right here. I wasn't mad at the other kids. I could tell the other kids were kind of embarrassed. They knew what was going on, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, fuck these two kids. That's I'm fucking coming here and teaching for goddamn for fucking free to give them an mm-hmm. SAT class. And they're drawing a fucking goddamn picture of me. And, and you know what? Have the decency to laugh quietly. But, like, Mike, they're a foot from my face laughing right. hysterically. So... Uh, friend of the show, Kevin, is that his name? Yeah. Kevin. I and you can... say that because that's not his real name. I say that because it's not his real name. Well, it sounds disrespectful when you're like, uh, what's that guy's name? What's the name of our good friend? Because that's not what you mean. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I could tell he gets, he gets this really serious teacher look on his face, right? And he walks over. And he oh, looked... he's in the classroom while you're teaching? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. He has to be. Oh, uh-huh. oh, oh. Mm-hmm. So then he walks over, and he looks at the picture, and then he gives the kid who he drew starts it, like, cracking up. <laughs> he, you see him like flashing another picture to him. He's like, "You, you got." He's all, "You drew that picture all wrong." He's more of a circle. What? <laughs> like in other words, he's like, "It's not offensive enough." Okay, and his he has froier hair than that. Okay, so anyway. So you can give him that, like, oh, oh, you're in so much fucking trouble. Look, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm in, inside, I'm like, yeah, fuck that. Right? That's right, kid. You're fucking in trouble. Mm-mm-mm. And then the kid takes the eraser and erases out of his book, you know? Mm-hmm. But, like, still not letting me see what the picture is. I'm like, yeah. So then we take a – this is, during, this is the, during the first half of the class. So in the, there's a break. And during the break, Kevin – Says to him, um, young man, I know his name, I'm not going to say it. Young man, can you? Can I talk to you, please? And so Kevin talks to the young man in the corner for a little bit, and the kid walks back to his desk, you know, tail between his legs. I'm like, that's right, fucking kid, that's right. Don't draw a fucking picture of the guy who um, who's helping you here, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, the kids are now wandering around, and then Kevin tells me, I think Kevin feels really guilty. And I want your thoughts on this, okay? Kevin says, oh, um, I go, oh, what, what happened with that kid? And he goes, oh, you know, it's a big misunderstanding. He drew a picture of you, but it has to do with something you don't know about. And it's just like sort of, a, you'll understand, but uh, it wasn't mean. It was, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. It wasn't mean. Um, it was, it's, he was trying to make a reference to something you're going to know about later. And I was like, okay, right? I was like, I wasn't ready. I don't know. I think, so let me stop you. Well, let me get, let me jump to the end. So I teach the rest of the class, right? Okay. And then I'm packing up my shit. And then Kevin says, uh, Joe, before you leave, um, I think the class wants to give you something. And they give me a series of little cards that they've all signed and written these like sweet notes to me on. That's nice. Super nice. And then one kid gives me a McDonald's gift card. 
mm-hmm. right? And then the kid who drew the picture of me gave me another McDonald's gift card. Okay. Right? And then I was like, oh, my God, guys, thank you so much. And I tell the kid, you're not my shit list anymore. And, and then they leave, right? Yeah. And then Kevin's telling me afterwards, he's like, that's what I didn't want to spoil the surprise. He was drawing a picture of you and how awesome your reaction is going to be when he gives you the McDonald's gift card he bought you. Mm, I don't buy it. Thank you. I was like, <laughs> like I appreciated the effort. Like, yeah. I appreciated that he was doing that to not make me feel badly. And, yeah, and that bless be, Kevin's heart. Totally, bless but... Kevin's heart, and I think that's awesome. <laughs> but I'm with you. I was like, bullshit. You know that that picture was so fucking mean and so offensive. Thank you. I was in the yeah. same boat. But I'm like, maybe, you know, I have, I'm, I'm very low self-esteem and insecure. And so I'm immediately jumping to the negative thing. But Mike Lawson will have a positive spin on this. But no, you were in the same boat that I did, right? That makes well, no sense. I, yes, I am in the same boat. But also, like, kids are little dicks. Like, I don't know that it's necessarily, like, I feel like if... One of my coworkers who's a similar age of me or is an adult at least, like if they did that, I would be offended. If a kid does it, I don't I don't know that I'm as offended if a high school kid does it. Yeah, I wasn't crushed. You're right. Yeah. I know what you mean. I wasn't crushed. But it was like, oh, I'm thinking I'm being cool and the kids like me. And I think they do. And what's actually was also really weird was I never talked to this kid. Like you know how I am when I teach. There are certain kids that I will focus on in the well, class of 30 kids and then maybe like five or six that I pay attention to and I ignore the rest. Well, I feel and, like there's certain kids that you know could take a take it yeah. too. Like you can mm-hmm. kind of tease a little bit and then yeah. that lightens the mood for everyone. And yeah. then there's other kids that you know like you, or you're not sure how they would take a joke. So you exactly. don't really go there. Right? And he was one of those kids because he's sort of like a, a little shy looking kid. You know, so I was like, okay, I'm not going to go there with him, and we'll see what happens, right? Well, I'm not seeing what happens. I'm just not going to go there with him. I'm leaving him alone. And then he's yeah. the one that's drawing the mean picture. <laughs> and I don't even talk to this kid. So, so I could almost get it if there was a kid that I like, even though I didn't really pick on any of the kids in the room. If there was a kid that I sort of picked on, I could get it, right? That's his way of fighting back. I never acknowledged this kid's existence. Yeah. I never acknowledged so, his existence. I wish I could see the picture now. I've like been, I, I really want to see it. I've only seen a glance of the picture. He erased it. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's, That's what funny. happened to me. What's going on with you, Mike Lawson? Um. Well, Joey, as you know, I got a new job, right? And I've been working so hard. So hard. Like Finally. And I'm not saying this to... I know, seriously. <laughs> That's actually part of the story. Like, Wait, wait. Let me interrupt you, actually, because it, it has to do with your job and Kevin. Mm-hmm. So, and tell me if you want this cut out. Yeah. Um, when I was the other two times that I was teaching, I uh, noticed that uh, Kevin had big blue test promos on the board. Oh, uh huh. But then on this past weekend, there was nothing. And I go, oh, is big blue test done? And he goes, um, I don't remember what his answer was. Is it done? No, I think it goes till November 30th. Okay. But I, I think that. They are really close to their goal if they haven't hit it already. Oh, because Kevin was saying that their numbers are way lower this year. After you're gone, it was a compliment. He's all like, Mike obviously really did a lot because uh, their numbers are way lower. I don't want to get into the weeds on this, but the hitting the goal doesn't mean last year we collected thirty five thousand. Their goal this year was ten thousand, so they've hit the ten. So I, they are lower, but like. Oh, but he no, but he was saying though that it was like four or five. Oh, I don't, I don't know. Um, but anyway, Joey, uh, my new job is kind of. I'm not like trying to complain or anything. This just new job is forcing me to think a lot more, and I have to like almost like learn a whole new language because, like, I lucked out at the nonprofit I was at before because I was in diabetes advocacy before I even started there, but I don't know as much about labor so i'm kind of like learning as i go and that sort of thing and i think i mean you made a joke like finally you're working but like i did really create a pretty solid routine at my old job and i was very independent and it was very easy to kind of that was actually one of the sorry that the was my fuck is that noise 
my blood glucose monitor. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, so the one of the biggest things, uh, pieces of advice when I was like thinking about taking this new job, you were like, Mike, you have it really sweet, and you like were telling me that. And and I knew that this new job would not be as easy as my last job was. So anyway, I've been like over – and I'll eventually get more comfortable and everything at this new job. I could tell, but I'm just not there yet. And I've been really overwhelmed with stuff like stress dreams, which I don't – that's – I can't remember the last time that's happened where like I dream about like forgetting to do something or – Whatever. I don't like that. I don't like the story. I don't tell you why. Not that I don't like the quality of the story. Yeah, it doesn't jive with my idea of you being a sociopath. Yeah, because socio- sociopaths don't feel anxiety. Oh, so, I get anxious all the time. What are you talking about? How many stories have I told where like me being anxious has led me to like do something passive aggressive, or me being mm-hmm. anxious has led me to like leave someone outside of a theater when I went in or mm. shush someone or something. Mm. All of that has to do with anxiety. Mm. So anyway, stress dreams, sick to my stomach at times. And then like last week I had, I got a headache at lunchtime and it didn't go away for over 24 hours. I have a headache right now, but I took like 14 aspirin. So I think I'll be better, but like actual like Bayer aspirin. I didn't really take 14. I took, more than I probably should, but I'm a big boy. Um, but actual aspirin, like the little white aspirin pills? No. Um, it's Target brand. They're red and blue, but it's like... Oh, like Tylenol. Yeah. Tylenol. I took aspirin once and it tore my stomach up. I think aspirin I don't like. Go ahead. Actually, sorry. if I take aspirin, it makes my continuous glucose monitor um, inaccurate. Oh, so really? Like, yeah. Hmm. So hold I on, I gotta, I gotta. No, the note I wrote to myself: next time I see you, to put aspirin in everything you eat. Oh, is that what you did? Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you were like knocking on the table or something. I have a notepad that I keep with me wherever I go to take notes about how to uh, slowly kill you. In my head, I thought like you spotted a few ants on the table or something. Mm-hmm. You were like just hitting, killing them. I was doing that so, too. I've been uh, basically drinking from a fire hose at this job. It's like so much information. and That's what Steve does when you guys get together on the weekends. Independent yet, and it's hard. But um, I did actually – especially on the weekends. I started using some of my cartoons and like um, pieces that we've been putting out, which is nice and fun um, because that's comfortable and I'm good at it. And then also one perk, and I know this is kind of a weird perk, but – all of the mail that I've been creating, like mailers that go to people who work at a specific place or something, I get to put my own my home address on the mailing list for all of them. So I get to see when they – the reason is I want to know when it hits homes to make sure like our mailing house is doing it right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I get to see the quality and stuff. And I love getting – I mean it's junk mail really. I'm creating junk mail. But I love seeing it come to my home. That's no, really I know cool. what you mean. When I had to do mailers for my business, that's something they tell you to do so you know when it hits. And it's, you know, the way technology is nowadays, you create everything on a computer, and then you send the file to the mailing house guy and the printer, and then they, they take care of it in there, on their end, and then all of a sudden you show up to your house, and there's this thing you created that just shows yeah. up. It's cool, right? Yeah, yeah, it's weird. <laughs> Um, and then uh, this last weekend, I actually had one of the most relaxing weekends since I started working there. Um, I kind of decided to disconnect, but then also my friend Kelly came to town. She's from, uh, Philly, but she was in town at Stanford. I told you about, and we, we were just going to hang out. And when she comes, we usually just sit and talk and have a great time doing that. But I decided, um, I went and saw that, um, Adina Menzel was in mm-hmm. the show If Then here in San Francisco. Yeah. yeah. So I went and bought tickets to that, and it was mm-hmm. a really nice night. Um, the show was just okay, and it was kind of hard to follow. There's like a weird – do you know this show at all? No, I know there's some sort of weird plot device. So I want to think it's a Groundhog yeah. Day kind of thing or like a – No, it was like – Like a time so travel or something. So If Then – so basically the show starts with her on a telephone – and you don't know who she's talking to. And then two 
parallel timelines happen, and she jumps back and forth between each story. If that makes oh, sense. Oh, that's right. And then she, it, like, she's like a poor English flower girl, and she meets a professor that teaches her how to speak well. Isn't uh, that it? I think you're thinking of um, Pygmalion, um, or my fair lady. Um, the the it just was a little bit more complicated to follow than a normal show, and they tried really hard to like remind you which story you're in. But there were many times where I was like, I get that she's in that story now, but like, does that mean she has a baby, or does that mean she doesn't have a baby? Stuff like that. I'm not joking. Um, this is how I feel during most of your catching up stories. Shut up. Uh, but I think this has led me to think that I, uh, I'm gonna buy a season tickets for next season. Oh wow! Look at they you. Have, um, Dirty Dancing, the musicals coming. Would never Hedwig, see that. Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Yeah. Um, beautiful, the Carol King musical. Okay. Um, would you love Carol King because of your mom? I do, I do. But my, my here's my dilemma: Do I buy one ticket or do I buy two? Like I. I feel like I could go sit at a theater alone. Yeah, you and, could. and I've done it before. We know but... that. And then also, but if you know, here's the deal: if you buy two, think of the joy you'll have of ditching people, like multiple times in a season. And I've never ditched somebody on my own tickets. <laughs> oh, that's true. Why would you do that? It's ridiculous. Um, Steve doesn't love musicals, so I'd, he wouldn't go to every show. I don't think. But let me uh, ask or... you this question: Yeah, you like musicals, right? I do. What are your thoughts on this Hamilton? Well, I listen to the music and it's it's good. Um, I'm not a person that usually falls in love with a musical until I see it, though. Like, I know some people who know every word to a show bef- and they've never seen it before. I yeah, I've never seen Avenue see Q. It. And you know all the the words. Know well, all I the guess... lyrics in every song. I know all the lyrics in every song to Book of Mormon, which I've never seen. Isn't that shocking? Yeah. Well, well what's weird is that it's the same... Um, the same guy wrote the two Avenue Q and Book of Mormon. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, I hate uh, seeing any shows written by uh, Robert Lopez. Is that his name? I don't know, but the, I mean, Book of Mormon, I knew pretty well before I went and saw it officially, and there, and Avenue Q too. Actually, there's some shows that like hit the radar, and I will want to listen to them again before I actually see it. But generally speaking. I, I'm not really into just a soundtrack of something I've never seen. I don't think I've ever seen Company live. I've seen the film of Company with Doogie Howser, and I saw the one with that that awful one with that Spanish guy. But I've oh, never seen... Oh, so bad. So bad. Where they, like, they play their own instruments. Uh, awful. <laughs> awful. It's so awful. Yeah. Where but, was the um, the music union on that? I don't know. Because right? I know they did isn't... that with Sweeney Todd, too, but that can't be good either. Ugh. You know, why don't we have uh, orchestra people play the orchestra music and then the actors, they just do their shit? Yeah. Anyway. Um, um, okay, I've so seen li- Company I- live. Oh, you like have? It. Yeah. Let me but ask I, you, this. you know what? I liked Company before I saw it, too. Maybe I'm just, like, proving myself wrong in all this. Let me ask you this question. Yeah. There was a concern about the sleeping arrangements last episode. What? what how did that work out? Well, she slept in my bed and I slept on the floor. And... This is actually – oh, I forgot that I was even going to write this. So in the show, If Then, we're sitting there watching it, and that night was the night that she was sleeping over. And in my head, I was like thinking, you know what? I'm just going to tell her that I toss and turn so much, so it would be best if I sleep on the floor so it's not weird. There's an obvious reason for it. Um, but during the show, uh, Anthony Rapp, who's the original Mark from Rent, he's in it. And his character, and he's gay in the show, not in IRL. And um, Anthony Rapp's gay, gay character goes over to hang out with his best friend, Idina Menzel. And it gets awkward because they're going to sleep in the same bed. Jack and, and they, Karen showed up? They end up having sex. And it's like awkward that that's now in my head after I'm already anxious about if we're going to sleep in the same bed or not. Um, so I slept on the floor. Is long story short, and it was freezing, and my back hurt. <laughs> that yeah. sounds like every night in my life. Really? Yeah. I have a heated mattress pad now, which is freaking amazing. Uh, you turn it on like a half an hour, hour before you even get into it, and it's gonna it's just toasty. It's so good. 
You know the car- that cartoon character you draw? Uh, which one? I draw. Uh, wait, how did we get onto this girl at your, uh, at your, at your, what were we talking about, your job? <laughs> yeah. It, it it all transferred. I mean, I had a relaxing weekend. Oh, okay. Of I was like, how did we get there? Um, what was I going to say? I'm like, I was, I was going to reference. I'm like, wait a minute, that's from the old job story. Anyway, you know that cartoon character you draw? Uh huh. Is is that you? Um, I don't know what you're talking about. I said uh huh, but I kind of don't. So there's like a little. He's like a brown skin boy. Is that the one you're talking about? You know, like legs. a white skin guy. Maybe. So is is that are any of your cartoon characters gay? No. Oh, no. they're all straight. I don't know. I mean, I like I'll draw political cartoons for the liberal see every once in a while, and if it's about a gay issue, then that's a gay person. Has Steve ever been in your cartoons? Um, no, I guess not. I mean, I've drawn Steve before. Oh, you have. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. What does he think of those drawings? Oh, he's so nice. I think if anything was not, if he didn't like it, he wouldn't say that. He's like he's, Kevin when he saw the drawing of me. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, it's a great. misunderstanding. Like, yeah. Oh, you were saying that because I bought McDonald's. <laughs> I don't know how that joke connected. Speaking of fast food, by the way, yeah. um, so my parents, uh, you know, Be- Betty gets the boot off tomorrow. I'm taking her to the doctor's office. And she's getting the boot off tomorrow. Uh, our, at long last, Mike Lawson, our family nightmare is over. Nice. Uh, but she gets the boot off tomorrow. But, you know, so we're all together. And my dad says, uh, listen. Oh, I'm sorry. That's how he talks. He goes, I'm going to go to Jack in the Box. What do you want? Uh-huh. Right? <laughs> and he goes, oh, that's, uh, my mom goes, I'm going to have a grilled chicken sandwich or something like that. Right? Grilled chicken yeah. sandwich. He goes, okay, what do you want? And I go, you know what? I'm going to text you because, one, you'll forget. And, two, I don't ever give complicated orders. The only place I give a complicated order is Jack in the Box because I hate that they put ketchup and mustard on their burgers and whatever. They have some special sauce that they put on. So it's the ketchup and the mustard and then the special sauce. It just all clashes, right? Okay. So I, I'll just text you the order. So I text him, I want this burger. No ketchup, no mustard. Sitting there talking to my mom. I get a, a phone call. My dad. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, why didn't you uh, text me your mom's grilled chicken sandwich? And I go, <laughs> one, I, I didn't say I was going to do that. And two, you just repeated the order. <laughs> and he goes, goodbye, and hangs up, right? <laughs> so whatever. So then I'm talking to my mom, and uh, <laughs> my dad storms in. I'm never going to that jack-in-the-box ever again. Uh-huh. And my mom's like, why? What happened? He goes, they didn't give us your grilled chicken sandwich, and they didn't give me my iced tea. And I was like, wait a minute. How do you leave yeah. a drive through without getting iced tea? Like, when they miss a burger or something, it's because they just hand you a bag, right. and you didn't look in the bag. But if how do you leave... Without getting icy, it's just whatever. I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna eat any food now. I'm gonna get them to go back. So now I'm like, you know what? I'll I'll go get it. I'll go back. Yeah. So I drive to the Jack in the Box. As soon as I park the car, I walk in and I go. Uh, the guy goes, uh, "Are you here for a grilled chicken sandwich and an iced tea?" <laughs> uh-huh. And I go, "Yeah." And he goes, "Some man was just here and he just sped off before we could give him the iced tea and grilled chicken." I'm like, "Yeah, it's my dad." And I go, "You know what? We're sorry that happened. Here's a free chocolate cake." Okay. I'm like, oh, that's nice. So I drive back, and my dad goes, did they give you the girls and sound of the iced tea? I go, yeah, they said that you that you spit off before they could take it. What? Did they really say that? I'm going to go give them a piece of my mind. And then I went like, <laughs> I went, listen, you, they gave you some chocolate cake. Yeah. But did they really say that? I go, yeah, they really said that. That's a big lie. Go, dad. <laughs> How do you leave without an iced tea? You know whether you got an iced tea or not. <laughs> if you were smart, though, Joe, you would have just said they felt so bad that they didn't give it to you. And they it was, I don't know, whatever. So here, here is a free chocolate cake. They felt so bad. They but were I wrong. I wanted him to know. 
Yeah, I know you're a dick, but you could have, but you could have smoothed everything over. You could have told those people, yeah, it was my dad. He's crazy. Sorry. Then you could have gone home and you could have been like, yeah, Jack in the Box. They made a mistake. They're sorry. Everyone, the universe would have been right for everyone. Yeah, whatever. What else is going on in the Bay Area? <laughs> but you had something to prove. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I told you Steve was in Korea, right? Is he still well, there? He's actually either pretty soon he's getting on a plane to Japan, like in the next okay. hour or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you heard of Kakao, the like uh, text messaging app? Uh, why is everything called Kakao? Because there's that dumb Portlandia joke. I don't know it. There's a like somehow like a Walmart for Mexican people or Latin American people called Kakao. Yeah. <laughs> there's also just Kakao, the bean. But no, I don't know about this messaging app. What is it? It's like, a, I mean, it's a text messaging app. That's oh. the entirety of it. Um, but he, I, him and I have been messaging there because he is unsure. Like basically, he's using only Wi-Fi when he's there. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've been texting, whatever. And then, like once a day, he writes me like a long email because it's there's 17 hours ahead of us. So, like as he's going to bed, I'm like, wake. You know what I mean? Like our time zones are off. So, what now? Where is he going now? He's going to Tokyo. Um, no, Japan. Not Tokyo, okay. actually, at all, but... Uh, what time is it in Japan? The time in Tokyo, Japan, is 12.47 p.m. Oh, it's going to be 12.47 p.m. Yeah. So, we've been staying in touch, uh, sending lots of photos and stuff, but he emails once a day, right? So, mm-hmm. the, kind of like a longer version of just back and forth, staying in touch while he's away. Um... And yesterday, we were kind of texting, uh, cacaoing, whatever, um, like pretty regularly, like on the uh, once an hour or so, a message back and forth, right? And then all of a sudden, it just went dark, um, like no responses, whatever. But in my head, I'm like, well, he goes in and out of Wi-Fi. What if he's like in a car or, you know what I mean? Like no big deal. Um but he was it was dark all night um and then in the morning finally i i know he sent me an email but i thought oh i will check it in the morning and then when i can actually like spend time responding so i knew i had an email in there but i didn't check it and then it turns out he lost his phone it's, oh god isn't that an awful time to lose a phone when you're traveling internationally yeah That's how did he like camera. i know it was a dumb question but like how, does he have any idea how he lost it? Yeah. <laughs> he did something stupid. He put it down on a bench and was sitting there. And then when he got up and walked away, he said, he, he said like 30 seconds later, he realized and ran back and it was gone. Um, so that sucks. Just like your, that's your camera. You know what, what kind I mean? of phone that's does your, he have? It's an iPhone. It's your email checking. It's your messaging. It's everything. So now someone is in possession of penis pictures from you. I've never sent him a penis picture. I don't do that. There's no reason to do that. I've be, there's no so now his penis pictures are floating around the universe. I don't think that he would either, actually. Well, then wouldn't you know? Don't you get that? Well, he's never sent it to me. Oh. Uh, but what is a shitty time to use a, lose a phone? But no, uh, no. he installed Instagram onto his mom's phone. <sighs> And then we've been messaging inside Instagram because she, she doesn't use Instagram, so she won't know. So that's it, really. But my, I have a friend who was um, having sex with a married man. Wait, what? Wait, how, what happened? How, that was my, a hard left. Well, one of my girlfriends was having sex with a married man. The story's okay. actually really complicated, but he's a married man. She was also his boss. <laughs> What? At the time, it was just really complicated. Do but I know no- this person? You know of this person, but you've never met her. But to get around getting caught, they would um, sex. They would text normally, but the sexy texts would be only done in words with friends. Because, first of all, his wife wouldn't look there. But second of all, she... You could delete them, I guess, or something. Like, your messages 
are easier to delete or something like that. But they're so old because there's so other ways to do this. So many easier ways of doing this. Yeah, but if you have other like apps for it, it's not that easy. You can hide those apps. Yeah, I think that's dangerous. I feel like having words with friends is not as dangerous. I think it's more dangerous. What if the wife wants to play Scrabble really badly? She's like, huh, you're playing a game with someone where you have 125 points for writing fuck me harder tomorrow. Um, what's up in L.A.? Any other, in, or any news stories you want to tell me about? Yes, Mike Lawson, a culinary outlaw caught at LAX with hundreds of illegal tamales. Hundreds of pork tamales were seized and confiscated by customs officers after they were illegally brought to LAX earlier this month. On November 2nd, a passenger arriving in L.A. from Mexico was found to be carrying an impressive stash of 450 pork tamales wrapped in plastic bags in their luggage. The passenger had marked on a customs declaration that they were bringing food into the U.S., but when agricultural specialists from U.S. Customs and Border Protection asked if the tamales contained any pork forbidden under customs regulations, the passenger apparently said they didn't. But upon further inspection, customs agents discovered that the large batch of tamales were indeed stowing away pork inside. In addition to losing the stockpile of tamales, the passenger, whose identity has not been released, was also fined $1,000 because customs officials believed that tamales were going to be sold and distributed. Mike Lawson, my question to you. What is your favorite kind of tamale? I love, well, I love all of them. Um, As a vegetarian, though, I guess today I would say my favorite is the chili and the cheese. The chili and the cheese. I'm going to tell you something. It's so funny because I was pretty much grown up on the pork. Mm -hmm. But uh, I recently, you know, in my Mexican food adventures, uh, you know, tried what's – there's a lot of debate around this. But a lot of people consider the best tamales in L.A. at Tamales Liliana's. And they make a mean chili and cheese tamale. I'm going to tell you. It is so so good. good. I love tamales. I don't love like a dessert tamale though. You know, I'm with you. Even though I do like a, I do like a good sweet corn one. Oh, well, sweet sweet corn though, I feel like is not so dessert as like a cinnamon sort of one, right? And here's the deal: Mexicans, I don't know why they have such delicious food. They're so bad with their desserts. I don't do flan either. I don't like it. I'm okay with flan, but a lot of Mexican desserts are way too sweet. They're over the top how sweet they are. Yeah. Hmm. So wait, why don't you? You said they can't bring pork in. Like, what's the reason that that's illegal? Do you know? Yeah, it, it mentions in the news story. I cut it out, but it had to do with just like you can bring other types of tamales. In. It's just strictly pork. Pork from other countries uh, is not allowed because they have a higher um, possibility of having like uh, bird flu or some other weird food disease. And so they're not allowed into the country. If it had been any other type of tamale other than pork, this man would have been A-OK. Huh. And, like, what's the uh, way they test that? Like, if I bring in... What a delicious test that must be. Yeah. (laughs) I guess we're going to test every one of these tamales. (laughs) I think this is pork. My my dad and sister make tamales um, around Christmas time. Not every year, but... Pretty regularly. There's so much work. Have you ever made tamales? So much work. I've sat in the room and talked to them while they make them, but no. Oh, it's It's... so much work. It's so hard. I don't like it. I told uh, Betty Batanz, I go, listen, because here's the thing with Betty Batanz is my mom doesn't understand. I know this is a big Mexican joke. I think a lot of Mexicans are like this. She can't just make 50 tamales. It always has to be 5,000 tamales, you know? Yeah. So I'm like, listen, don't kill yourself. Just buy most of it. Maybe make one small batch, maybe 12, 25, you know. I'm yeah. going in dozens, you know, 12, 24, 36. But don't – and then buy the rest. Don't kill yourself Yeah. over these tamales. The the hard part – or I don't know if hard's the right word, but like at a certain point, like what's the difference between 50 and 100? Do you know what I mean? Like you're doing – there's so much work that goes into like getting it all set up and prepared that like 
Well, yeah, you're well you're right. So in terms of the making the meat and the mass and stuff, there really isn't a big difference between fifty and hundred. But oh god, folding them is such a pain in the ass. Ugh, yeah. putting them away, I hate that part. Ugh. My my dad started last year. He started using like synthetic corn husk, uh-huh. which sounds sounded awful, but he he that sped everything up quite a bit because like they're all the right size. And there's they don't oh, like I they see. don't like cut down the middle or you know what I mean you don't have like mm-hmm. little pieces that break off and stuff yeah um, and you, there was no difference in the quality of the tamale interesting like, I have to look into that the best tamale I've ever had and I think I've even said it on this podcast before is um, from a woman selling them out of an ice chest at a oh, yeah. parking lot so incredible. Yeah, those, gonna be, those are always going to be the best ones. Those are always going to be the best ones and so fucking illegal. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But delicious. I'm telling you, the more illegal the food, the better it is. What's going on in the Bay Area, Mike Lawson? Well, Joey, this woman uh, whose name is Isis Wenger. Uh, did you say Isis? Yes, I did. Actually, it's weird. It says Isis Wenger. She was on these billboards and it said her name is Isis Wenger. But the story says her name's Isis Anchely. She's a female platform engineer who was at the center of a campaign called Hashtag I Look Like an Engineer uh, earlier this year. She made a public outcry via Twitter this week about the fact that Facebook has locked her out of her personal account because her name is Isis. This happened on Monday as Facebook was clearly initiating a new crackdown on Isis sympathizing accounts. But it seems bizarre that they wouldn't have checks in place to detect when Isis was, in fact, being used as a woman's first name. Um, the story goes on to kind of just explain how she's outraged that this happens, blah, blah, blah. But then the weirdest part to me is she's on this billboard campaign. Like if people in the Bay Area have seen this woman's face, like if you live in this area, you've seen it. There was this whole campaign um, she works for this place called One Login. She's an engineer. And there was this campaign to show different types of people, um, mostly women, but also people of color as engineers. Um, and it's hashtag I look like an engineer. And so she, her face is out there. She's public person. Her name is there. Her place of where she works is there, right? Uh, but then people are trying to contact her and say, like, hey, we're writing a story about this Facebook thing. And her response has been like, I, I'd rather not. I, all I want is my account back. I don't want to be. I don't want this to be a big deal. And that cracks me up because everyone already knows her, who she is, and everything. But um, here's my story. Or here's my question. Like, are we sure she doesn't work for ISIS? No, <laughs> I'm pretty sure she doesn't actually. But Joey, is ISIS a female name? Like, is that a pretty common name? ISIS. Yeah, because I think I, – I don't know what the origin of the name ISIS is, but I know this, they, they've run into problems. I think that's why they're trying to change the, like ISIL and these other names. Yeah. Is I believe it's a famous character. I'm going to sound really illiterate right now and really stupid. Uh, you know what? Uh, I'm going to look it up on Wikipedia as we talk, but I believe it is Google a – Google the secret of secrets of ISIS, and I think that's what you're, oh, you know you're referring to. Uh, but this also comes while you're looking that up. Um, I want to say yesterday I saw this story. This man, his name is Fuda Beek. Um, but it's he's Vietnamese, and the name is actually spelled F. I'm sorry, P H U C D A T B I C H. It's pronounced Fuda Beek, but it looks a lot like Fuck That Bitch. Yeah. Um, and this was making the rounds on the internet because he got locked out of his Facebook account uh, several times, actually, even though he submitted his passport and all of that. He's been accused of using a false and misleading name. He says it's offensive. Um, it's weird, though, because Fook and Beek are really common names of Vietnamese. And so he can't be the only one. Fook da Beek. I don't know. Uh, anyway, uh, that these stories are kind of coinciding i think is the fook the beat guy would you date a guy named fook the beak i wouldn't not date a guy because his name was that breaking you... news isis is a uh an ancient egyptian goddess there you go, there you go. like do you, 
would you not date somebody just entirely because yes, of their name? Yes, yes, yes. Mike, and, and I'm going to tell you something. It's my one of my biggest regrets, okay? My biggest regrets in my life. When I was a young gay boy, or about 17 or 18. When he um, was a young gay boy. <laughs> um, I My friends Mercedes, and at the time, now noted constitutional scholar Liz... <laughs> Uh, we had nothing to do. We would go to the Denny's on Imperial Highway by the 57 Freeway. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's I'm sure you the, know it. That's the Denny's we went to after every play I was in. Yeah, in yeah, me too. We yeah. went there all the time. We would go. There. We, there was nowhere else for us to go. We used yeah. to go to Regency Coffee, which was off Imperial Highway. Then we'd go to Denny's once Regency closed. Or the Walden Books. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we'd go to Walden Books. <laughs> So, uh, anyway, so we go to this uh, Denny's, and there was, we would go late. It was, it was more a dead time. The bar, it was before the bar rush, because we had to be home, you know, before at a reasonable right. hour. And there, it was always dead when we were there. And there was the hottest fucking waiter ever. His name was Josh. And then one day, he just, he, we got really close with him, and he told us he was gay. Right? And he was so fucking hot. He was so crazy hot right yeah yeah and um so mercedes and liz conspired to set us up okay. right so they give josh my phone number and they say joe really likes you and then josh one time when i go in there he's like oh and he starts talking to me and he, he uh we go outside and we're talking and we're all flirty and then he goes let me give you my number and he writes on his name and number mike oh i don't want to say his name on the air i'll <laughs> say it and then i'll I'll beep it. I'll bleep it, right? Yeah, but you're bleeping out the uh, punchline, and there's all these people listening. Can you think of an equivalent? Yeah, yeah, I can. I can. I can. Just give me a, a, a second here. But I don't know if we can get the quite the silliness of it all. What was his name? Well, his name was Josh. <laughs> right? How do, uh-huh. What's a good equivalent there? <laughs> I don't know. Josh Platypus. Okay, yeah. Right? Yeah. His name was Josh Platypus. And I was like, and he might, he was so hot. He was so, so, so fucking hot, right? Yeah. Like, like it, what was so great about him was what I, everything I wanted as a gay boy then. He was like super straight acting, all American, like, looked like, like the captain of the football team, you know, kind of thing going. Yeah, you know, and he was just—he was just—he like, was like two or three years older than me. He's probably about twenty-one at the time. Okay, you know, so he's in his sixties now. <laughs> yeah, he's dead. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and and yeah, I totally—he when he wrote his name down, I lost all interest, and I realized that was super shallow of me. Now I would. So the answer is no. I wouldn't care now because now it'd be like, okay, I'll marry him and change his fucking name, right? Yeah, but back then, ugh, oh, that was I was so awful. I was so awful. I have no right to judge young people nowadays. I gave up probably the love of my life because he was uh, his, his last name was Platypus. Thank you. Um, I'm looking at a hot gay guy named Josh. He lives in Orange County. That's probably him. Um, we have I have a mutual friend with him. Oh, who? Um, the guy that I dated when I was like. From Brea? No, from oh. Orange County. He went to Chapman. Oh. But I mean, like, I don't know where this... Here, I'm going to send Does Josh you the link. Like he's in mid-40s? Yeah. Yeah. And he's handsome, too. Oh, Mike, I told you. And he was so cute. And he was so into You're going to have to beep. We've said his name, like, five times. You're going to have to Oh, we have? Him. Yeah. Oh. Do you think that's him? That looks like an older picture of him, yeah. He looks handsome. Yeah, oh my god, when he was... T- oh, yeah, yeah, that's for sure him. The one on is the it? left, for sure, yeah. yes. <laughs> yes, that is for sure him. That's so funny. He worked at Disneyland. That makes sense. Yeah. Oh, but when he was 21, he, he was, like, beautiful. He worked... He was a Prince Charming at Disneyland. Okay, makes sense. Yes, Mike. And he was super into me. Oh, <laughs> yeah, look at me. Yeah. He's cute. Yeah. Man, Joe, you fucked that one up. <laughs> <laughs> well, look what he could have had—a fat forty-one-year-old man. He could have been with that right now. <laughs> oh, he's cute. Um, yeah. Cool. Well, Joey, 
Wait, that was your story. What's up in... I mean, that was my news story. What's up with uh, L.A.? Mike, a man leaves a racist note for waitress instead of a tip at a Thai restaurant. Instead of leaving a tip after dining at a Thai restaurant, a man left an offensive note for his waitress. That's just the same thing I just said. On Friday, when a waitress at the Bamboo Thai Bistro in Redondo Beach picked up the credit card receipt from a customer, she found that he had left no tip, but instead wrote the words, tip for U.S. citizens only. Fuck that guy. A photo of the... Fuck that bitch. Yeah. (laughs) A photo of the receipt was soon shared on social media. Unsurprisingly, the man, identified by the receipt as Jason Paul Naglich, was taken to task for his comment, especially after YouTube star Gina Darling shared the image. The server, whose identity has not been released, is in her 30s and is in the U.S. legally, working under a visa. She tells NBCLA that she hopes to eventually get her green card to provide a better life for her two kids. Naglich has not responded to requests for comment, according to NBCLA. Mike Lawson, my question to you. Why do you feel tips are for U.S. citizens only, and why are you racist? I'm not Naglich. <laughs> but, like, if you're against the uh, Gina lady, Gina Darling, whoever that is, a YouTube person, mm-hmm. I agree with her. I don't know who she is, but she said, if you're against Asian people being here, then don't come eat our food, you piece of shit. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Right? It's so weird. And but Thai just... food is very delicious in his defense. But it's also just, like, hateful. Like, what in... Like, it's it's just hateful. I don't know. Like, why do you even – I mean, she, he's assuming that the person isn't here legally, right? But then mm-hmm. would you would you co- cons- uh, categorize this as racist too? Because, like, he only did that because the person was not white. Like, it's certainly connected to race, right? No, of course. What are you talking about? It's completely 100% race. Yeah. Why else would he do it? What's funny is like like when you go to like Germantown, right, or anything like that. Like, uh, what's that when they do like the Oktoberfest and there's people sure. from Germany there? Do you ever say to them like, "Oh, uh, tip for non-Germans only," right? You know, you or don't. you no? Yeah, fuck that guy. Fuck that bitch. Yeah. Fuck that beak. Hey Joe, um, I have a question for you. This, I'm all in all honesty, I have no feelings about this either way, uh, but I feel like I should. So, um, I feel like, I feel a trap is being set. No, no, no. Genuinely, I don't, I don't know what I think about this. But um, uh, the story is about noise machines and in the Tenderloin, uh, which is where Steve lives. Actually, life is really loud, especially when you're living at street level. Vehicle and foot traffic is constant, even at odd hours, uh, as is commotion from people caught in this city's never-ending dance. And there's also, like, a lot of homelessness there. There's a lot of addiction issues on the street. Full display. Uh, To combat the constant presence of campers and loiterers, outside its preschool on Golden Avenue, a nonprofit service provider, Wu Yi Children's Services, tried a novel invention which is noise so they got this grant and they bought these anti-loitering systems which are called mosquito and they put them outside the school i guess these are a big thing in the uk or bigger here than or bigger there than here anyway um they're they're used to combat antisocial behavior and teenagers lingering outside agitated merchant shops Mm -hmm. and basically what it is is this this machine that emits a high-pitched buzzing or ringing sound that's audible to anyone within a 30-foot radius. Uh, the sound has been compared to bat screeching and the constant ring heard by tin- tinnitus sufferers? Tinnitus. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, tinnitus sufferers. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Like, is this cruel? Like, all the guys, all these people that are sleeping, there, like, they just want to sleep. But at the same time, like, if I own a business, I don't want to have, like, people in front of my business. I don't know. So that's why I brought the story up. And also because I wanted to learn how to pronounce tinnitus. Tinnitus. I have a couple of thoughts. Uh, About 10 years ago, maybe a little more, maybe 10 or 11 years ago, uh, these were all the rage with cell phone as ringtones. 
Uh-huh. And so kids would have them as ringtones on their phones so that their teachers wouldn't hear the ring, the text message ringtone or their cell phone ringtone, but they could see it. Oh. They, they could hear it, you know, and uh, without the teacher knowing. But for some reason, and I'm sure this is not the case, it's been 10 or 11 years, when I was about 30, uh, I was still able to hear up to like the age 25 hearing, you yeah. know. Because it goes by age, so certain pitches are certain ages. So the kids would always be like scared because I'd be like, "Whose phone is making that noise?" You know, I'm sure. I'm sure it's, it's probably totally gotten me now. I just don't even know, right? If they, 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 you know, like ten years ago, the kids did this. The kids probably still do it, and I just don't know now, right? Sure. So I do know about this. Um, but here's my question: Is this would only it, it works by age? At a certain age, That's you start. Interesting. You, this story doesn't say that. But yeah. it does talk – the story talks about how once they started using it, um, they had these people come out and ki- they literally pitched a tent outside of the place right in front of the machine. They stayed the whole night as if they couldn't hear anything. And then the next morning they just got up and left. And so this woman was like, this machine doesn't even work. It doesn't bother people. Well, yeah, if they're over 25, they're not going to hear it. And that's why it's used against teenagers in the UK. Now, oh, this story doesn't mention that at all. That's so weird. Yeah, as you age, that's, that's the reason I know about it. As you age, you start losing frequencies at, at certain levels. But anyway, the point is, um, what's funny is, I would usually, though, let's say if it was L.A. or some other normal city, I would be like, oh, that's, I don't know. It's kind of mean. Mike, you and I walk through the Tenderloin. It, the, the homeless people are aggressive. Yeah, but the thing is, is like they've they've been basically herded into this neighborhood and they live there because they can. But like now you're saying we're going to start moving them. We don't want them in front of certain businesses there and like. Well, especially that's what's so funny is nonprofits. I remember a few years ago, I think it was in England as well. It could have been New York. Some Catholic church came under fire because they put some sort of like, um, I think they were using water, like turning sprinklers on it. That was a story we told here. It was in San Francisco. (laughs) Some boring show I was listening to told this story. But I was like, that's a church. It's supposed to be open. Yeah, that's fucked because they were a church. That was particularly fucked. I think it's fucked for anyone to do that, but. Yeah. I don't but know. but like I guess you kind of get it if you're Hermé, you know. Yeah. But did you see the commercial? By the way, it's not related at all. For Moschino Barbie with the little gay boy. Yeah, so cute. I loved it. I was like, oh my god, I love this commercial with all my heart. <laughs> uh, what do you got going on next week? Mike Lawson, I want to mention a couple of things. One, I'm going to the Museum of Jurassic Technology uh, this Friday with a cousin of the show, Richard. And possibly friends of the show, Paul and John. Oh, um, fun. Yeah, I, I don't think I've talked about it. I went there with Cameron recently. Did I talk about it on the show? No, not at so, all. Okay, so I'll talk about the Cameron event on the next episode when I talk about how Richard and I went as well. We'll contrast them. That being said, so we've talked about the Reddit Secret Santa before on this show. Mm-hmm. Okay? And what I want to say is I'm doing it again this year. And I got an email from my the person who has me. Well, what's funny is I really lucked out. I lucked out on both ends. The person I got, they're like, honestly, all I really want is can you just buy a toy and send me like the receipt and the proof that you did for like, a, a poor kid? And I was like, oh, my God, I'd so rather do that. It's so easy, you know? Yeah. So I just got to buy some toys for poor kids and show her proof that I did that. You right? just send her the receipt you for the present you get My for nieces. your nep- Yeah, your nieces. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, look at this. I got them uh, frozen dolls, you know. <laughs> anyway, um, then the person who got me wrote me this email. And because usually I encourage the people who buy me gifts on Reddit Secret Santa just to use my Amazon wish list. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she said, I think I might still do that, but I also want to get a little creative, which is super awesome. I don't know. By the way, I don't even know it's a woman. The person didn't identify their gender. I guess I'm assuming it's a woman because the person I'm buying for is a woman. Mm-hmm. But well, this- and I think like creative and they want to do something spe- like that sounds like motherly a little bit. Maybe. So maybe that's why you assume that. But yeah, it is an thoughtful. assumption. Yeah. Men so I'm thoughtful. assuming it's a woman. If, if you're not, I took Kevin. Inc- so, of course, I love how you used half of. The email reply to promote this show. 
Oh, and did I said, you? look, yeah, I'm going to bring it up on my on my podcast, Catching Up, with Mike and Joe, available on <laughs> iTunes and wherever you get podcasts. I go, and I'm going to mention it in the last few minutes of the show. I said, but um, I'm going to bring it up with my partner in crime, Mike Lawson, and I'm going to ask him, because she said, like, well, you mentioned you like cookbooks. Mm-hmm. And I know you're a writer, but I don't know anything else. What can you tell me? What other? How can how, how can you help me buy you a better gift and get creative? And I was like, I don't know. I'd like. I used to do magic tricks. I don't. I mean, what else is there, Mike Lawson? I feel like Matt. I wouldn't even mention that because the stuff you like with magic is like. Ex, well, first of all, the like expensive stuff, like your posters mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah, you like collectibles and stuff. So if you're like, I'm really into magic, and then someone gets you like, yeah. the, a oh magic look, here's kit. a yeah, here's the little sponge rabbit trick, a plastic thumb. <laughs> yeah, here's the one with like the little you know, the, the show you the the look that the ball was in the vase and it's like a fake yeah. plastic ball. Like here's that here, I got you this, Joe. Like, what would you buy me for Christmas if you had to buy me a gift? Well, you taught me that you only like gifts if they are big and heavy when they're wrapped. Because then mm-hmm. it feels like it's getting you're getting something good, mm-hmm. but then it also has to be practical. Yeah. So like something that you would use day to day. So mm-hmm. not something. I don't know what I would get you to be honest. Last year I bought you a theme song for the show. Remember that? Yeah, that was good. Yeah. You know, a cast iron skillet sort of fits that criteria, right? Do you have a cast iron? Yeah, but I'll use another one. Oh. <laughs> I have a 12-inch already. A okay. smaller size would be nice. Like a little one, yeah. Yeah, a smaller one. Um, there's kind of a hassle. Like, I'm not good at cleaning them and stuff. And I know there's a whole... There's, like, stuff you have to do. Um, you just rinse it out. You're no, not supposed to clean them. Aren't you... Like, no soap? No. Yeah, but then what if it's, like... What if you... Well, I guess I'm, maybe that's my cooking stuff, not my cleaning stuff. But, like, what if they're just, like, caked on shit? Oh well, then you can use. Well, you can actually be pretty rough on them. You can just take. They actually sell these really cool chain mail. You can use to scrub it off. But if at worst comes to worst, you can just crumple up a piece of aluminum foil and just sw- scrape it off. You can scrape it. To, can you soak it? You, you then... can soak it in water. You can, and you can, and you can, you can s- scrape it to death. Yeah. You just can't use soap. The scraping won't do anything to it, though. Oh, I don't. I don't really know what you need. Like, what around the house is, like, something that you'd like to have or something like that? Yeah, and I feel like my Amazon wish list is pretty specific. Look, it's also one of these things. Look, I'm also aware that a stranger is buying me a gift. So whatever someone buys, I'm not going to be like, ugh. Yeah, you don't even know me. Your last name is Platypus? No, thank you. (laughs) No, thank you. So, um, okay, well, if anybody else has advice in the show... Uh, out there once when you ask remember just a reminder email guys at cupodcast.com and i will reply with a link to that episode we're gonna find out who our real fans are yes so so that's Uh, what i have going on this week what do you got going on mike lawson well thanksgiving's coming uh, oh yeah what are you doing for thanksgiving nothing and i'm so excited about it like when i was talking to steve yeah steve was like oh that's so sad and i'm like no it's like so intentional so I'm going to make sure I have food in the house and everything. And then Thursday, I'm not going to leave. I mean, everything's closed anyway. Um, Everyone that lives here is going away. So they're all going to Thanksgiving at other places. So I'm just going to fucking Netflix and chill by myself. And I'm so ready for it. What? You're going to masturbate? Well, maybe, but I'm going to. I'm really. You realize Netflix and chill is a euphemism for fucking. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm There's getting a really, really good homemade porn. I call it. It's called Netflix and Chill. It's a good one. I'm getting really into um, Fargo. It's kind of creepy when I said that. Is that a good show? Yeah, it's so good. I'm on season one, but it's so good so far. Um, so I'm gonna do that. And there's some other TV that I might start getting into. Um, and then I'm gonna be using my heated mattress pad that I already told you about. So. Did you see that that guy from today from Modern Family? I guess he plays the boyfriend of one of the daughters. That he came out of the closet. Oh no! I wonder which one. I'm guessing it's the taller guy, tall, skinny, dark hair. Yeah. 
Oh, good. And last week he came out uh, and said that he had body dysmorphia. And when I was telling a friend today, what's so funny is when someone says he has body dysmorphia or whatever he has, you know, he, he looks in he looks in the mirror and he sees an ugly person. Yeah. Which, first of all, fuck you, right? Because I have body real morphia, you know. <laughs> and uh, but. When they say that, then I immediately start judging them. I go, well, his face is too small. <laughs> you know? But what's funny is when I saw that news story last week, I was like, that's a really strange disease for a straight man. Right? Uh-huh. That's a very gay. And then all of a sudden he comes out today. And I'm like, look at this. It's a gay disease. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, yeah. What... It is the guy I was talking about. <laughs> um, Reed Ewing. D- yeah. Don't you think he, like, missed being super hot by, like, a chromosome? This is... Yeah, a little bit. He kind of looks like Peter Dinklage, but tall. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yes, a tall Peter Dinklage. You're right. right? Um, but what's funny about this – or not funny. What's interesting about this story – this is such a – we're over time. But, like, when he came out, he was basically like – just so you guys know, I've never been in the closet. Like, it's – we're at a point now where, like, once upon a time – Every star had to come out like they you know what I mean? Like it was part of the process um, Mm -hmm. where like once you got known, you're like, well, I'm coming out to everybody. But now like people could be out beforehand. Do you know what I mean? Like guy from who's the guy from Magic Mike, the gay guy from Magic Mike? um, I don't know. Whatever the actor's name is, you know who he is. He was in Magic Mike. Um, That's he came out in a very subtle way. He got like an award somewhere. Mm hmm. And, and he his just sort of friend or something. Yeah, he casually thanked his husband. Was just like, oh, no, I want to thank my husband who's been there for me the whole time. Thanks, everyone. Later, bye. And everyone's yeah. like, what? Right. <laughs> what, what happened? What did, what just happened there? Yeah. And that was sort of a. And he didn't do the whole like, ah, oh, that kid from Who's the Boss Man. <laughs> he bugs the shit out of me. And what's funny is, I strange. I've never met him, but I have. I know a lot of people who know him and have hooked up with him. Yeah. And um, but like big giant coming out. With, yeah, well, uh, his coming out, though, it was him controlling the story. Remember, like, National no, Enquirer I, I, had it. No, you're talking about Chad Pintar. Allen, I think, weren't you? No, I thought it was Danny Pintaro. Who I have met and I have had dinner with. I thought it was Danny Pintaro. He was like, they were going to, the Enquirer was going to come uh, out him. So he was like, well, I'm going to control this story. So I'm just going to come out a few days before. So when the Enquirer does it, it's a non-story. I have to do research into that. But I will tell you this. The dumb, who cares about him being HIV positive, too? I don't care about Danny Pintaro. Danny Pintaro, please leave. People knew you were gay when you were four years old on that show. I knew when I was a kid, for sure. That he was or that you were? They, both. Oh, you looked at that kid. Even when he was like, because he was tiny when that show started. Yeah. He was like a miniature little boy. And you're like, oh, look at that little gay boy. Oh, it's kind of like with that Moschino Barbie. It's like a little six-year-old boy yeah. who's just so gay. And you're right. like, oh, how cute. Or like, yeah. you know what else, too? Like, um, have you ever seen that episode? Oh, well, it is one of my favorite Kirby Enthusiasm episodes. But with that little gay boy, it's actually the last episode of Kirby Enthusiasm. No. Oh, it's – if you see no episode of Kirby Enthusiasm. Really? Okay. I will. Please see I, that I one. like Kirby Enthusiasm. I f- fell out of touch with it, but it's I'll check it out. It's the last, last one. It's the last one ever. Last one that they've done. Yeah. I don't know if it's coming back, but it's the last one. It's with Michael J. Fox. and Oh, my God. It's so funny. Okay. And the little gay boy. Okay. So, um, okay. Well, well look, Joey, look, we we did our. You know, you know, I was thinking we should start doing endorsements on this show. So now we've done our endorsements. All right. Well, nice catching up with you. Go to hell, Mike Lawson. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cupodcast. Follow us on Twitter at cupodcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com. Or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. Um, I mean... Use action to defeat worry and fear. Do something to change what can be changed, and you'll no longer be afraid.